0: Coming up this evening, live from New York City. The Supreme Court overturns Roe v. Wade. Some major businesses respond, saying they'll help employees access abortions. Bill Gates' farmland buying spree hits a ditch. North Dakota's Attorney General wants to know how a group linked to Gates is going to use the land. A major crypto heist in the U.S. Hackers steal $100 million worth of digital tokens. That and much more coming up on NTD Business. Great to have you with us. Chenny Wu here for NTD Business. Businesses are responding to the Supreme Court's abortion ruling today. It just overturned Roe v. Wade. That means going forward, it'll be up to states to decide their own abortion laws. It's no longer legal nationwide. Some major companies now say they'll help employees access abortions by covering travel expenses if they have to go out of state. Companies including J.P. Morgan, Citibank, Disney, Netflix, Starbucks, Tesla, Apple, and Amazon, among others. But some states are working to counteract that, like Texas. Some Republican lawmakers there are looking to ban companies from doing business in the state if they give employees abortion benefits. We'll keep you updated. Bill Gates' farmland buying spree has hit a hurdle. Residents in North Dakota don't seem happy about a recent farmland purchase there. And even the state attorney general is getting involved. NTD's Faye Quarter has more.
1: Billionaire Bill Gates is having some trouble with a recent farmland purchase. The Red River Trust, an entity that has ties to Gates, bought six parcels of potato farmland in North Dakota, right on the northeastern corner. The state's attorney general directly told Red River Trust that it's illegal for all corporations and limited liability companies to own farmland in North Dakota. There's nothing illegal about buying it, but farming on it would be.
2: You get a uh, an absentee landowner. They're no longer really a part of the community and and it seems that bill gates's goals are contrary to many of the the established practices and traditions of those communities. Gary
1: Hubble is an accredited land consultant at United Country Ranch Properties. Hubble says there's a lot of resentment and resistance to Gates' acquisitions. Agriculture Commissioner Doug Goring says people all across the state tell him they're upset about this. Some of them he described as livid. Bill Gates is the fourth richest person in the world and the largest private owner of farmland in the United States. He makes the purchases through external entities, such as the Red River Trust, and he grows things like carrots, soybeans and potatoes.
2: When the stock market goes down, a lot of people go to ground. They buy land. We all need to eat and farmland allows us to have our our ability to to feed ourselves. But um, it can be a, a A long-lasting investment.
1: The value of farmland has been increasing over the years, and it's an asset with limited supply. A year ago, someone asked Gates, why are you buying so much farmland on Reddit? And he responded, my investment group chose to do this. It is not connected to climate. The agriculture sector is important. Faye Quarter, NTD News.
0: It looks like pilots at United Airlines may get a big pay raise in the next few months. Today, pilot union leaders approved a tentative deal. It raised pilot pay by over 14 percent in the next year and a half. The union says the deal also includes eight weeks of paid maternity leave, enhanced overtime, and training pay. It comes at a time when many smaller airlines are still short on pilots. The agreement would make United the first major U.S. airline to strike a pay deal with a pilot union amid the shortage. The union represents about 14,000 pilots. Members have until July 15th to vote on the two-year deal. Besides pay raises, some companies are also giving workers cash for commuting, as gas prices have almost doubled from last year. But is that really what workers want? NTD's Sean Marshall asks some New Yorkers.
3: In efforts to retain workers during these times of high gas prices, companies are offering fuel stipends Work from home options, gift cards and other benefits. But what do workers really want? I went to the streets of New York to find out. Sam Pottinger mentioned a virtual first approach. It's about, you know not requiring everyone to be in the office every single day, but allowing to them, allowing them to if they want to. So it's giving a lot of flexibility. Puttinger also likes the idea of virtual spaces to get away from the monotony of only communicating with people through emails and text messages all day Virtual space with your colleagues you can work on the same whiteboard you can uh, manipulate 3d objects in real time you can now they've got face tracking you can see your, your colleagues what, what the, where they're looking. Are they smiling, what their body language is? This self-employed personal organizer likes a work-from-home option.
4: Because I feel, from my observation, that people are never off-duty. You know, you get that email or that call 24-7, and you're trying to live a life and maybe raise your children. You're a single mom. So I, I am for anything that just works well.
3: According to a Pew Research Center survey from February, the top five reasons people quit last year were... The pay was too low, no advancement opportunity, felt disrespected at work, childcare issues, and not enough flexibility to choose the hours they work. If you're going through any of these issues at your job, maybe you can give your employer some ideas for improving the workplace before turning in your resignation. Sean Marshall, NTD News.
0: For people who don't need virtual spaces or remote work, there's a new trend that's helping motivate workers back into the office. Team lunch hours. Everyone goes to lunch together at the same time, even if it means the boss has to close up shop. How's that working for the company? And how's that working for the workers? NTD's Phil Zou has a story.
5: It's lunchtime. One small business owner says he closes the entire shop at noon to give a one-hour break to all his workers. A recent study in the Journal of Pharmaceutical Research International said the one-hour lunch break can reduce stress, boost health, and improve work performance too.
4: Causes an increase in connectedness to be together, and it's a perfect time to brainstorm creative ideas.
5: Dr. Carol Lieberman is a renowned psychiatrist. According to her website, her insights are helping Americans seize the moment to live happier and more fulfilling lives.
4: I think after the pandemic, this is a perfect time for businesses to institute team lunch hours, because people have been lonely during the pandemic. Even if the employees have been communicating by Zoom, it's not the same as in person.
5: The same report says team lunch hours may also lead to improved attitudes, job satisfaction, and an increase in work attendance. But Dr. Lieberman says it also depends on what type of business and work environment the worker is in.
4: A business where everybody is sitting at their own desk and feels isolated, it might be a great opportunity to have a team lunch so that you you get to share, you're not alone for the whole day. But if it's a business where there's lots of uh, you know, hustle and bustle, and people are communicating all the time, like sales or like in a hospital or something, people appreciate having uh, a lunch hour where they could just be by themselves.
5: However, for team-building purposes, one business professor said people usually have a better impression of each other if they interact while eating. Phil Zhou, NTD News.
0: A lot of workers who are also consumers themselves probably need that hour-long lunch break. Today, we learned consumer sentiment in the country fell to a record low this month. This is data from the University of Michigan. In what could be a silver lining from the report, consumers' expectations of inflation eased down a bit from earlier this month. Inflation expectation is something the Federal Reserve is watching closely. The logic is, if you expect higher inflation, you'll probably want a higher wage, too. Then, because of higher wages, businesses will be forced to raise prices of their products, which in turn leads to even higher inflation, something the Fed is trying to avoid right now. The Fed's next policy meeting is in July. It could further raise interest rates by half or three-quarters of a percentage point. Mortgage rates hit a near 14-year high this week. But new data out today shows sales of new U.S. single-family homes unexpectedly rose in May. New home sales jumped 10% last month. Sales surged in the west and the south, but declined in the midwest and northeast. The median new house price in May surged 15% from a year ago to nearly $450,000. Though the rebound is likely to be temporary, as home prices continue to increase and mortgage rates approach 6%. And for an on-the-ground view of the real estate market, NTD's Don Ma speaks with Jonathan Miller, CEO of property consulting firm Miller Samuel. The firm provides appraisal services on roughly $5 billion worth of property per year in New York City.
6: Jonathan, great to have you with us. So mortgage rates are almost at a 14-year high and we just got the new home sales numbers today. But unexpectedly, on the national level, new U.S. single family home sales actually went up. So, Jonathan, could you give us an overview of the market right now?
7: Sure. So, mortgage rates from the end of December through today have effectively doubled. The rise in home sales in the most recent, recent report is certainly encouraging. Um, that data, in terms of closing data, really lags and it really represents the the last minute push of closings as the Fed really began to ramp up more uh, interest rates in the beginning of May. So uh, I suspect in the next, mu- next month and the month after, we'll see lower results. I think it's already in on the ground, it, we're already seeing it happen. We're seeing uh, lower uh, sales activity uh, and I anticipate you know, mortgage rates are gonna rise even further uh, and reducing affordability slows down sales. You have to remember that uh, the, the, the market before uh, the Fed rate increases was unsustainable, that we were seeing bidding wars across the 40-plus housing markets I cover for Douglas Solomon in the U.S., uh, seeing um, half of the sales were bidding wars, meaning people were paying above what the seller was asking, and that's simply not a sustainable condition. So this is actually a good thing in, the, in, a, in a longer-term perspective.
6: Now, you mentioned on-the-ground perspective. So your reports cover several areas like New York City, Boston, Florida, and Southern California. Can you just break down for us what are you seeing in these markets, and how are they doing differently compared to one another?
7: So uh, uh, one of the uh, stronger stronger markets that we're seeing, uh, and really all of them have been really performing well in terms of high transaction or high sales volume and rising prices uh, very similar in that regard. However, I would say a couple of things that are that are different. One is that Florida is essentially restructuring. Uh, uh, we're seeing because of Zoom and the ability for people to work remote, uh, Florida is simply um, uh, changing the kind of market it was from a sort of vacation home or second home type market to a full-time market. And that's quite a significant change for that market. Markets like big city markets like Manhattan or New York City in general were written off after the pandemic because there were so many people that had moved out of cities uh, 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 during the initial lockdown and then uh, periods after uh, the year after that. What we're finding now is that uh, even though, for example, in Manhattan, office towers are two-thirds empty. We're seeing record leasing activity in the rental market. We're seeing record prices and heavy sales volume in the purchase market. Uh, So people are in cities because of remote, not just because of work, but because of what they have to offer. And those are some of the substantial changes because of remote, uh, the introduction of remote to the housing market.
6: So Jonathan, just finally, do you have any advice for home buyers right now?
7: Well, I think the, the big thing is to be patient. And, uh, and and the reason for that is the way to think of the market, up until a month and a half ago, the market was a 24-hour market. Basically, uh, houses would come on, there'd be a, a mad rush to, to win, pay the highest amount, win the house. Uh, now we're back to more normal conditions where we're really looking at two, three, four months to sell a home instead of 24 48 hours and i think consumers just have to adapt to that it's okay it, ta- it takes a little bit longer now than it than it did before
6: jonathan miller ceo at miller and samuel thanks for coming on
0: On to Wall Street. Stocks rallied today. The Dow gained 823 points, or two and seven-tenths of a percent. The S&P added 116 points, or three and one tenth of a percent. And the Nasdaq rose 375 points, or three and three-tenths of a percent. Electronic cigarette company Juul wants to block the FDA's order, telling it to cease selling e-cigs. The company filed an emergency motion with the U.S. Court of Appeals in Washington to appeal the FDA's decision. Juul says the decision is unlawful. The FDA said Thursday that Juul must immediately stop selling its vaping devices and its tobacco and menthol-flavored cartridges. The action was part of a sweeping effort by the FDA to scrutinize the multi-billion-dollar vaping industry on the grounds of health concerns. Hackers have stolen $100 million from a crypto firm called Harmony. It's the latest in a series of cyber heists targeting cryptos. Chris Dignam reports.
2: U.S. crypto firm Harmony said on Friday that hackers stole roughly $100 million worth of cryptocurrency from a so-called blockchain bridge, the latest theft in a string of major cyber heists. The California-based company said hackers hit its Horizon Bridge, one of its key products, which transfers crypto between different blockchains, the underlying software used by digital tokens such as Bitcoin and Ether. Harmony tweeted late Thursday that it was, quote, working with national authorities and forensic specialists to identify the culprit and retrieve the stolen funds. Thefts have long plagued companies in the crypto space, With blockchain bridges increasingly targeted, so far this year, more than $1 billion has been stolen from bridges, according to blockchain analytics firm Elliptic. In March, hackers stole around $615 million worth of cryptocurrency from Ronin Bridge, used to transfer crypto in and out of the game Axie Infinity. The United States linked North Korean hackers to the theft, one of the biggest crypto heists ever.
0: The wheels could be coming off for Toyota and Subaru, literally. The Japanese automakers have issued a recall for their first mass-produced electric vehicles. It affects Toyota's BZ4X and Subaru's Solterra, both launched just weeks ago. Japan's safety regulator warned that sharp turns or sudden braking could cause a hub bolt to loosen. That could potentially cause a wheel to come off. It said it wasn't aware of any incidents as a result of the fault. The recall affects just over 5,000 cars in total. Toyota is Subaru's largest shareholder, and the two vehicles were developed jointly. H&M has shut its flagship Shanghai store, marking its latest closure in China due to a slump in demand and backlash for refusing to use Xinjiang cotton. The three-story building in downtown Shanghai was boarded up on Friday with its H&M signage gone. H&M expressed concerns about allegations of forced labor in the Xinjiang region that came to light in 2021. Its products remain unavailable on major Chinese e-commerce sites such as Tmall and JD.com. UN experts and human rights groups estimate over a million people have been detained in a vast system of camps in China's western Xinjiang region. The detainees are mainly Uyghurs and other Muslim minorities. Many former inmates have said they were subjected to ideological indoctrination and abuse in the camps. Still to come, we talk to a nonprofit tackling homelessness in Chicago, taking multiple approaches to help people get back on their feet. Top Gun Maverick soaring past $900 million, setting its sights on a billion dollars. That and more coming up on NTD Business. Welcome back. America has a homelessness crisis. Many programs offer free meals and shelter, but these alone don't address the root of the problem. One Chicago nonprofit has been at the forefront of the homeless problem since 1994. It's achieved remarkable success in transforming the lives of homeless people. Here's the story.
8: Nelly Vasquez Rowland and her husband Brian Rowland were successful investment bankers in Chicago. They gave up their lucrative careers to establish the nonprofit organization A Safe Haven in 1994. It offers one of the nation's most comprehensive programs to prevent, address, and end homelessness.
9: We wanted to help people. We started out with the idea of wanting to help people that were suffering from substance abuse issues. Uh, The reason is because our own family had gone through that.
8: The Rollins got an idea from a 1994 study on the cost and benefits of substance abuse treatments called CalData.
9: And what that CalData study said was that for every dollar that the state invested in helping people get access to treatment for substance abuse, the state saved $7 because the ch- the people were no longer getting arrested they were no longer committing crimes the children were not being taken away from their parents and weren't ending up in the in the foster care system as an investor i thought oh my god that is a 700% return
8: so the rolands developed a comprehensive model that treats a homeless person holistically A safe haven first assesses the needs of the homeless person, then develops an individualized plan to address physical and mental issues. Education and job training are part of the program to help homeless people re-enter the workforce and eventually get their lives back on track. The program is structured and requires accountability from the participants.
9: What AC Haven does is it eliminates all the barriers and it's very hard to fail here, (laughs) you know, because you've got too many people that are paying attention to all of your needs and making sure that you succeed. And more importantly, help you believe that you can.
4: The difference here is um, I work on all parts of my issues, which is the mental health, the substance abuse, the living life, um, learning how to live life again. This support here
7: is phenomenal. One of the best days of my life is when I walk through the doors. They are addressing all my needs and then some.
8: The Rollins also created several social enterprises such as landscaping and staffing agency services within a safe haven. They employ program participants rejected by other employers due to their criminal backgrounds. The revenue from the social enterprises accounts for one third of the organization's operating income.
9: We ended up getting a study done by Northwestern in 1999 and the study said that, you know, our model was the most successful model they had seen. And it was a success rate of over 280% over the national average. And uh, it got published in the American Journal of Public Health.
8: In the past 27 years, A safe haven has served 135,000 people and 70% have graduated from the program. Roland wishes to have more funding and capacity to serve thousands more who are turned away every day. Reporting by Angela Moy, NTD News.
0: I haven't seen this movie, but apparently it must be good. Top Gun Maverick has soared past $900 million at the international box office and is drawing closer to a billion and analysts expect it to hit that milestone soon. The film is only in its fourth week, and it's already on top of The Batman, which brought in $770 million worldwide, and Jurassic World Dominion, which brought in $645 million worldwide. It's still behind Doctor Strange in the multiverse of madness, but only internationally. Domestically in the U.S., Top Gun has brought in more, despite being out for a shorter period of time, by three weeks to be precise. One of the world's most popular condiments is getting a new gig in the form of a limited-edition flavored ice pop called a French sickle. Made by Frenchs, it's described as a savory tomato-flavored balance with a hint of salty sweetness. It's only available at a few pop-up locations in Canada and only for a few days, but it's free. The popsicles were created in collaboration with the Canadian ice pop brand Happy Pops, This isn't French's first trip off the beaten path. In the past few years, the company has also brought us mustard ice cream and mustard beer. Aquaponic systems have become increasingly popular in Taiwan since the pandemic hit. For some locals, it's a new hobby. For others, it's a way to avoid visiting busy supermarkets. NTD's Andrew Thomas has more.
10: Taiwanese furniture brand lagoon started to commercialize its aquaponics systems in 2020 the system includes a fish tank boxes to grow plants and a water cleaning section Lagoon representative Pang Wei says the pandemic has led to a boost in interest for their aquaponic systems.
5: People are spending less time outdoors and are staying in their home longer. They do worry about their food safety and the origin of their food, but they also want to have something fun to do at home. So having some greenery at home is a pleasant thing, very positive. Then this system can grow many kinds of plants.
10: Customer Wendy Sue came to the lagoon store to pick up her delivery of new plants.
5: I can tell that all the plants are looking quite good. They are beautiful. I should be able to grow them quickly. During this pandemic, I don't want to visit the market too often. I think it's safer to grow vegetables at home.
10: Hunter Wu is a horticulture expert at the Hongkuo De Lin University of Technology. He says there are benefits to aquaponics. If
8: one uses aquaponics, everything we see is organic, such as fish excrement, so there won't be chemical fertilizers left in our body.
10: Lagoons' aquaponic systems come in all shapes and sizes. Systems can fit in a living room or on a balcony for household use, or in a classroom for school children. Andrew Thomas, NTD News.
0: That's the latest from the NTD Business team and myself, Chenny Wu. You can still catch NTD Evening News with Stephania Cox at 6.30pm Eastern. You can follow me on Twitter too. For NTD Business, that's all for today. Thanks for watching and have a nice weekend.